Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness. He shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the shepherd shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fat lean together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, The root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Here ends our lesson. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I have had what I would describe is an unhealthy fear of snakes. Pretty much back as far as I can remember. (laughs) Perhaps it is because I have lived most of my life in areas where there are not many of these slithering demons. So, whenever I see one uh, one of them, it's kind of a shock, right? Perhaps I just feel the curse that God put on the serpent in the Garden of Eden much more viscerally than most, right? Who knows where this phobia of mine comes from? Indiana Jones feels the same way about these scaly monsters, though, so perhaps I'm in good company. I don't know. Knowing this, You can imagine how much of a shock it was when our study abroad class had a lunch conversation about desert dangers. We had this conversation right before we were headed out to rural Namibia for a week of homestays. Our professor, Freddie, put it ever so gently, saying, In Namibia, it is basically the opposite of America. In America, there are only one or two poisonous snakes. In Namibia, every snake is poisonous, except for one or two. The two that are not poisonous is the smallest snake and the largest, the python. It was quite the comfort to know that one of the, that of the only two non-poisonous snakes in the country, 
One could still squeeze us to death. Needless to say, I had to confront my snake phobia very quickly and completely in ways that I've never had to before or since. Much like the mental work that we have to do here in western Montana to live alongside grizzly bears, wolves, and mountain lions, there I had to make peace with the idea of living beside deadly, dust-eating monsters, some of which could kill me within 30 minutes. I did my best to adjust, and I obviously lived to tell the tale on this wintry, snake-less Advent morning here today. Still, still, though I was able to make my own personal peace with the situation, it would be a whole different thing if I were to put my young children into a dangerous scenario as prophesied by Isaiah. In our first lesson for this week, the prophet declares, The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand in the adder's den. Not sure about you, but I doubt that even the most negligent of parents would use an asp hideout as a playpen, or the den of an adder as a mobile. Don't get me wrong, as a parent of young children, I have no doubt that my kids would rush in and explore such dangers if we let them. Their curiosity usually gets the best of them whenever possible. Still, as parents, it feels like it is incumbent upon us to make sure that our children are never bitten by poisonous, slithering demons. It is our job to protect them by separating and separating them from such dangers in the world. Isaiah, on the other hand, was prophesying about a world that is entirely different than our reality. In the world that is ushered in by the Messiah, the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together with the child leading them. Not only that, in this world that God will bring about, cows and bears of all ages shall shall graze together. Once again, young children shall play with even the most poisonous of snakes, even to the point of messing up their beds, and they shall not be harmed. Many of the fears and dangers of the world that we inhabit are warranted especially when it comes to predators and poisonous reptiles. In the world that the Messiah will bring with him, no longer will any of these fears be necessary or warranted for any reason. An entirely new order of peace and civility will reign, one that is completely foreign to us who must survive amongst the wolves, the grizzly bears, the lions and the poisonous demons of this world. I'm committing to that language, by the way. This reality that the Messiah will bring about is a reality that we can only imagine here and now. Of course, 
While this future that God promises can be imagined, it is promised through even more adversity than simple predator-prey relationships. Our passage from Isaiah begins with the prophet promising, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. In one right, this is a very hopeful vision. Where the tree has been cut down, now there springs forth new life, right? In another right, though, as we shared with the children, we must remember for this new redeeming life to spring forth, the tree of Jesse must first be reduced to a stump. Just as sure as the lamb shall fear the lion, the cow fear the bear, and the child fear the bite of a poisonous snake, so too is there adversity in store for every people of every generation at one time or another. Perhaps the curse of being a tree is that we must always fear being reduced to a stump. Rules of adversity have been proven throughout human history. The greatest indicator of an economic recession are periods of economic growth. Decline is sure to follow. The greatest indicator that an empire will collapse is when it grows to be an empire in the first place. As as Proverbs tells us, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The universal precursor to divorce is marriage, to unemployment is employment, and to death is life. Similarly, for every stump that we see, we know that it was first a tree before it was either cut or blown down. The good news we hear this week is that God offers new life to these situations of despair and destruction. Where the stump of Jesse stands as a reminder of what used to be, God intends to grow something new. Where the world offers only situations of brute, raw survival, God offers new visions of peace and prosperity. Where the leaders of our world only seem to know how to perpetuate injustice and backroom dealings, God promises one who will come and will rule solely with wisdom, justice, righteousness, and truth. Though the lamb only knows to expect death from the wolf who roams, the ox can only fear the lion who looms, and the child should surely and always avoid the adder's den. God promises us one who will usher in a new reality, that is beyond expectation. Of that shoot that was prophesied to come from the stump of Jesse, we hear, the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. 
Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. As faithful Christians, we believe that these prophecies were fulfilled on that first Christmas day so long ago. When the Son of God was born to us as Jesus of Nazareth, we rejoice that he was born with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He was known for his righteousness. And even better yet, he was known for how he makes others righteous. In this season of Advent, we await once again the celebration of the arrival of one whose birth was prophesied centuries earlier. He will bring security to our lambs who wander among the wolves, eternal pasture to our cattle that graze among the grizzlies, and protect our babies from even the most poisonous of snakes. On the holy mountain that he is raising up, there will be no need for fear, for there even the most vulnerable will never be harmed again. We celebrate once again this season that while every stump shows us where a tree once stood, each one provides a place for the shoot of Jesse to sprout. May God make it so. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you'd like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.